Yeah. So I got my bow tie on, yeah I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah Wow, wow I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah I could be suitin' up So I got my bow tie on, yeah Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow I could be suitin' up so I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chillin' now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow ties. A cash app and Zell. And what's her full name and birthday? Book her a trip. If you really want her, do something different. Stop asking her to the movies or the dinner. She can drive there herself. Do something no one else is asking her for. Take her on fucking vacation, you cheap, broke bastards. Otherwise, leave her alone. Let a rich demon come and get her. Oh, man, she need to be... Nobody want to hear about your spiritual future, motherfucker. She want to be on a plane getting back shots on a balcony. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of uh, Dad Hats and Bowties. It is the Kid XAP. <laughs> Came in kind of hot there, bro. That was a, that was a, all types of spices in that intro. It's your boy D Flow. Yeah, well, distinguished uh, may be joining us in a second. Um, listen, I'm here to do a service for the ladies. That that's what I'm here to do this episode. Listen, man, I, I hear you on that one. And the service for the ladies is this. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if the ladies might understand. Services, these niggas is lying to you. Okay, I don't understand how we just went. We went from Derek Jackson to uh, the light skinned Derek Jackson. That's that's all we did. This nigga has been picking up steam lately. I've been seeing everybody posting and shit. And at first, I looked at, it, I was like, okay, he, you know, what I mean, he trying to be a little spicy with it. But then I'm listening to some of this shit, and I'm like, all right, this is unrealistic pandering, and I'm seeing too many of my ladies reposting this shit, talking about that's right. Let me explain something. First of all, if a strange nigga that you've only been seeing for two to three months asks you to go on a trip, you're not going to enjoy the trip. I'm letting you know that right now. You are not going to enjoy the trip. Unless you've already established certain boundaries and or you've been spending enough time with this motherfucker that you actually know who you on a trip with. Most of the time, three months of dating ain't going to do it. I don't know when he is specifically saying that this shit is supposed to happen, but he is saying that it's a date. And instead of telling a young lady to go to the movies for a date. Now, the movies is typically an early date. That's typically within the first three months. That's why I picked three months. Um, dinner, early date. So if you throw, you talking about throwing in a flight and a vacation in an early date? He's lying to y'all. This is called pandering, ladies and gentlemen. This is called knowing that this audience is going to go for this, is going to scream, that's right. You ain't lying. This, that, and the third. Full-heartedly knowing that this is not a realistic expectation of any nigga. 
I just I gotta start off with it. Cause this is just getting insane, bro. All I'm gonna say is if any of the I'm not gonna judge nobody. You entitled to do what the fuck you gonna do. Just know my thought process for the woman saying that's right, that's the way it should be done. You want your cheeks clapped. Cause you know that's the goal. I'm not even nigga. Yo, bro, I ain't even gonna go to the cheeks the cheeks clap because that we we know. We know that like unless you are willing to unless you if that's in your mind to some extent, going on a one on one vacation with a again, a nigga that you met for three months or whatever, let's say six months, it may not end the way you want it to. Is it might not be the trip that you think it's gonna be unless those boundaries have been established. But also, yo, bro. Think about it, son. A trip minimum. Let's say you go. Let's 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 pick somewhere cheap. Let the minimum you're paying is like eight hundred dollars for a trip, and that is like bare minimum. Y'all eating Arby's every night, like y'all not going to no nice restaurant, nothing. I'ma say realistically, you paying fifteen hundred to go on a trip. Around first that, first of all, my nigga, I'm just gonna say this. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> If I'm a single ass nigga and I invite a shorty to go with me on a trip and I'm spending fifteen hundo and I just met your silly ass, I'm just saying I'm expecting some cheats to be clapped. <laughs> I don't care how y'all take it. Y'all know what the there's not I I'm not gonna say that there's there's not, you know, some men out there who will, you know, genuinely wanna go out and get to know you. And like I have mentioned previous episodes. Besides the point of gathering fucking information, anything above that, and I start to spend buku bucks, and I don't care what what level of money I got, I don't care how much zeros I got in the bank account, at some point, if I just met you and we're still in the stage of gathering information, and I'm like, yo, let's go somewhere, just me and you, several days, isolated, just know. Beautiful palm trees, beaches, more. you in a in a fucking bikini and G-string thong ass uh, <laughs> swimsuit all day, every day. Listen, man, I'm don't go on that trip unless you feel familiar enough with that nigga. That's how I'm gonna say it. Don't go on a trip unless you feel don't familiar enough unless you with that get nigga. Because that trip clapped. <laughs> that trip cheeks ain't gonna be what clapped. you think it is. But but it, what I was saying, though, because, yeah, that is that's a common expectation like that is up there. But re, 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 other than that, regardless. If I'm spending 1500 on you, bro, within three months, I have to. Yo, why? The, why am I doing that? Have to be clapped, bro. Beyond, but have to beyond, be expended. Beyond that, bro. Beyond that, we we agree on that. Beyond that, why am I doing that? Fifteen hundred dollars minimum, that's bro. The only, that's the only purpose. Access. <laughs> what I'm trying to tell you. There's no further reason. It's so early in the game. If I'm talking within the first ninety days. There's no other real expectation. That I should be having, that I'm gonna make the decision to take you on a on a trip where I'm gonna spend so much money, than to just be thinking I'm finna clap these cheeks now. That's my reward. <laughs> if not, 
We could gather information <laughs> at the fucking restaurant. At dinner. <laughs> at dinner. It all- I don't need to take you somewhere fucking warm and exotic for me to gather fucking information. That don't I make no sense, bro. I'm there's no there's no reason logistically. If I don't know you that well, first of all, I don't want to go I don't want to go with you on a trip. How about that? I don't want to take you nowhere and I don't know you well enough. You might stab me in my sleep. You might get me lost. You might try and spend all my money on this trip. If I don't know you and I'm taking you on a trip as a, a, a early date, that's suspect to me, bro. Like you said, the intentionality there ain't just pure. They ain't just, oh, we just going to go on this trip. Like I've and, and let me be clear to the listeners. I've done that. I've taken girls on trips and had pure intentions of nothing going down and it still be awkward. Because shit was just wacky pataki. Niggas don't know if shit gonna go down. Niggas don't know if it's not going down. Everybody is feeling awkward. It's the first trip. Da da da. And I've done it with girls that, like, maybe not three months, but early on in dating, I would say, maybe six months. And I've done it with girls that I've dated for like a year or whatever the case is. Like, this fantasy that these niggas be trying to sell and make it seem like it's, it's pi- piping hot ain't it. This is pandering at its worst, honestly. Like, and y'all fall for it every time with a nigga that got a nice smile and a couple pecs and muscles and want to say anything that he know y'all going to be like, mm-hmm, pay for a trip, fly me out. It's like, First yo, all, what's the re- we, we got, reality of it? We, we have to get past a hurdle right here, right now. And I feel like we've been, we haven't really gotten into it. But ladies, niggas work hard for their money. Minus the trappers, even the trappers. Niggas got to put in this work. The risk, at think, least a risk, a risk benefit analysis. The, the niggas got to do facts. There's, there's, certain, there's, a, there's, a, there's a high risk to the benefit of having the bread. Right. But the point is, even the trappers got to be on the block. There's a lot happening. Right. There's a lot of standing, a lot of moving around. <laughs> Shit got to happen. Besides that, if a nigga go out and he got to work hard for his money. And, and the average need, nigga is I making what, 50K? To shift. Huh? The average nigga is making fifty k in America. I think. I think it's- even 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 if you're making more, in the general principle of grinding, if I don't went out and grind and I put the time and the work in to make this money, I need some of y'all women to understand, niggas, fucking money don't grow on trees. So don't expect me to just be willing to waste my bread just for the hope. That you might decide to give me some pussy. Just for a flex. So, any any man, and I, I'm not going to say every man, but most men will do this for the flex, but most of them want something in return. So, stop expecting niggas to just be willing to spend their bread. And it don't have to be pussy. something in return. It doesn't have to be pussy. It, it, it just would have to be, the trip has to be amazing. At at the bare minimum, a lot of niggas is going there wanting pussy. I'm let, let's let's be clear. A lot of niggas is going there wanting pussy. But at the bare minimum, the trip has to be great. Not even good, great. I have to come away saying, "Yo, we had a fucking blast. We did this. We did that. We got along great." If that does not happen, let's be clear. If I'm spending three thousand dollars for us to go to fucking Cancun. And the whole time, because we didn't take the time to vet each other and know who we each other were, the trip is trash. 
She wants to take pictures all day and lay in the in the fucking casa when I want to go zip line in and jump in the fucking Rio Grande. Like I want to jump in a lake or some shit like that. And she don't want to do it. And now we we fighting for it. She want to go to a restaurant every night. And I'm like, yo, we don't got to eat restaurant food every night. We could fucking just get something small this night. If those things is happening on the trip, the trip is not great. If you're going to go on the trip and feel like, oh, I can't really say nothing because he paying for it all. And now you feel like, yo, this shit is trash. Like, there's no benefit to doing this silly shit that this nigga is saying. There isn't. Not saying, like, if, if I'm in a relationship with you, for sure. Definitely. We could do a, a date fly out, do something like that. If I'm dating you for a very long time, almost in a relationship, sure. If I've known you for years before, Sure, but in an average dating experience, this is bad information to give somebody. And I don't care what nobody said. Just know that nigga is clapping cheeks on these trips. All I'm saying <laughs> is, y'all know, he clapping these cheeks. He oh, clapping man. cheeks. And majority of the niggas inviting y'all on these trips is expecting to clap cheeks. A lot of Just them will be. That. A lot of them will be. And if you, and, and to some extent, we keep it at a thousand. If you're going on this trip, you have already in your mind gone over the idea of giving up cheeks. You Facts. I don't, honestly, bro. You I, can't I, be I, sleeping I, in the same bed as the nigga in the same room yeah, and not in your mind be thinking, ah, at some point I might give the cheeks up. <laughs> not I, I can't you know not in this scenario I, you see bro that's a level of anxiety i can't deal with man like i i that's why I, I i struggle with these type of conversations bro because if i was a single ass nigga and i'm inviting you on a trip i'm expecting to get some of the cheeks i am not gonna hold you and i think most men feel this way as well and i think as a female you have an important decision to make because you know you know as the female if a man is be like yo i want to take you on a vacation, you have to know that he's expecting to get these cheeks. And that's also a risk for you. Cause you, as a woman, you got to make a decision as yo, what if I don't really want to give him the, then you might want to consider not going, going on, on that on trip. Tr- and, and that like, we, we're playing around a little bit with this, but that's the serious part about it. And that is the, that's the number one thing, honestly, is this nigga is out here promoting going on and i i have a lot of women friends and they have niggas in their inbox talking about oh i'm gonna fly you out and they spend not one day with them and like you said dude is going a lot of dudes think that if they do a flex like this they they're entitled to some vajayjay after so like you said Flo, if you're accepting this you do have to understand whether it's like supposed to be that way or not i don't know how many people going to be like, oh, well, you shouldn't be expecting it. Cool. That The reality is, <laughs> if a dude is saying, again, you want to go come with me to this island. It's just me and you. You know, I'm going to pay for everything. You don't got to worry about nothing. At some point, he wants to be rewarded for that. And unfortunately, and this is why it goes back to the dating conversation, the, the uh, reward that a lot of men well society has deemed the woman gives a man for giving him a nice date is something physical so now like you said it becomes a it becomes a risk factor physically if you end up on a trip with this dude and you know that you don't want nothing physical to happen you don't know this nigga from a hole in the wall or you only been around him 
for three months, going out on dates every now and then, talking on the phone two hours a night, whatever the case is. And now this is your first time seeing him in person, seeing him wake, seeing him go to sleep, seeing how he moves. Like, and maybe on that trip, you you like, nah, I ain't trying to do that. I ain't I ain't trying to fuck. I ain't trying to have sex. I ain't trying to do none of that. This nigga is goofy. Now you on this trip, and it's three days left on the trip, and you stuck with this goofy ass nigga, knowing he wants some cheeks. <laughs> All of the facts right there, bro. Like I, what the way I would look at it would be like this: baby steps. Do a telly in the city first. See if you one night cool with spending one night. See if you cool with spending twelve consecutive hours with this nigga. Like, you know, like you you really have to make certain decisions when you're doing these type of things because it's not the easiest thing to really do, and it's it's always a difficult conversation to have. You feel me? So, ladies, be precautious, be careful, because most men aren't just inviting you on a trip to gather information. I um that's all I'm saying. And I, I, take it take it how you want. You may feel a certain way about it, but this is the 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 hard reality of it. Because on the flip side of it, y'all wouldn't just take a nigga on a trip just to fucking spend some time with him. And that's the so, fact. And that's the fact that's the other side of it that I wanted to get to too. Is like some of this stuff that you that niggas is pandering to y'all because again, this is extreme pandering, there's no other word for it. Would you do it or would you want your son doing it? And that's the reality of it. Would you want your son if your son told you, Yeah, I just met this girl, and for the first date or the first couple of dates, I think I'm gonna fly her out to Cancun? If my son came to me and said that, I'm saying, Nah, I don't think that's a good idea. You don't know this girl well enough to be there by yourself and anything could go wrong. We are in, we are still in the Me Too era, ladies and gentlemen. And what that means and why I say that is we're still in an era where if a miscommunication happens, that miscommunication can turn into an allegation and that allegation can turn into a charge. And it's, All the facts it, right there. It's that simple. We've seen Cuomo get get alleged by putting a hand on a back or kissing somebody on the cheek and it be unsolicited, unwanted. You go on a trip with a girl that you you don't know and you get a little too familiar too quick and you do the, the wrong move. <laughs> you slap on the butt. You you think you could kiss her. You think this, that, and the third. She ain't feeling that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now well, you in a fucked up situation. <laughs> So on both ends, I don't, I don't know. That ain't it. Yeah, it's gonna get. That's gonna get real sticky. It's a real sticky situation, real fast, boy. It gets real sticky, real fast. Yeah. So that ain't it. Um. All right. So I guess we could get into uh the Mandisi uh Yandy situation. Oh yeah, that's another good conversation right there. So, oh, let me let me pull up this clip real quick. Down. If the shoes is on the other foot, 
you know, I don't know what I will be able to do. Hmm, and that's a problem. So, Mendici <laughs> finally admitted that he doesn't know if he would have stayed if the roles were reversed, and that's so hurtful because people have said to me, you doing all this, will he do that for you? And I've always combated with, yeah, he would. We love each other. But to hear him sit here in my face and be like, I don't know. And listen, I'm telling you the truth. Damn, son. See, that's one of the times you just got to lie. And <laughs> <laughs> I heard a lot of people saying that, but, bro, what what is this nigga talking about, bro? This woman bro, just sat things- there and held him down, and he spent how many years? What, what was it? Uh, like, at least three to five? I feel like it was like eight years, nigga. That nigga <laughs> been in jail since like 2010. I don't know. All I'm going to say is, bruh. Bro, bro, certain things you just gotta take to the grave, bro. You just gotta, you just gotta go to, you just gotta die with that in your heart. But to her face, I'm sorry. That's one of the, out of all the times you could lie, my nigga, you probably lied about some silly Billy shit earlier in the day. And you're not gonna lie about that type of shit, my nigga. Like, even if you, even if you're not sure, bro, that's one of the things you gotta be like, nah, for sure I would have held you down. Even if you're not sure in your mind, because you saying that, it makes you look like a shaky nigga. I'm sorry. Like, you just look like a shaky nigga now. Bro, I'm sorry. Is that? I got to go further than that. It's not like it's a hypothetical at this point. This woman held you down. So for for her to, for you to have seen that she, there's one thing if it's a hypothetical question during game night and you get one of them cards with your homie down if I was in jail and she's like, yeah, I would. And you don't believe her. She has shown and proved that she will hold you down if she had to, if you were in jail. And even with that knowledge, you still said you don't know if you could do that for her? Yo, you different. That's a different type of nigga, bro. That is a different type of nigga. I mean, all I'm going to say, he better hope he ain't go back to jail. If oh, you go back to jail, the shorty is. I'm letting you know, out. every nigga is getting a piece. Every nigga that she wanted to fuck before <laughs> is going to be able to fuck. She's going to fuck. He put out a statement. He yeah, said, I, he mm. said, FYI, I never said I wouldn't have held Yandy down. I felt like I didn't want to say what everyone wanted me to say because it sounded good and salacious. Nigga, what? That that first line already, man. Them first two lines, I, I'm over. You already lost me. That was a lie. So you want to lie about some goofy <laughs> shit on fucking thing when you ain't going to lie to her face. And honestly, bro, I feel like it's only fair. Like, if she held you down, nigga, you better hold her back, even if you're not sure. You, you have to. You that's what. That's my point. You should. You don't you even should. have a choice. She showed and like, proved that she did it for you. You facts. don't have a choice anymore, sir. You have to facts. hold her down if she goes to jail. Facts. Goofy, it's goofy. Fair, bro. Like you, you <laughs> being like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm just telling the truth. You just look goofy, my nigga. Like all, all goofy, <laughs> patoofy, bro. Like that, that's all you look like. And as a fellow married nigga, I look at him like a goofy <laughs> nigga now. Like I can't, I don't, <laughs> I don't take that nigga. I don't wow. take nothing he say with salt and black pepper on my eggs. I am goof. You goof time, boy. I don't trust none you guys say now. Nah, really. Honestly, it's one of those things where 
you just broke. That's a level of trust he just broke right then and there, bro. Even within if the vows, TV, which we don't know, within the vows, bro. <laughs> she's now gone, looking bro. at you like, what won't you do now? Was if you can't even hold me down through jail, that means that if we have a bad <laughs> argument, you're probably not holding me down for that. If okay, if four twenty just passed, you know, maybe. <laughs> I, I'm go- okay. Can can we say yes to give him the benefit of the doubt? Because <laughs> oh shit, so you saying it leaked? <laughs> I don't Damn. know. That nigga, that shit was taped must probably last year. <laughs> oh, wow. First of all. Oh, wow. <laughs> nah, this is an episode. Yeah, it's an episode of a TV his, show. He, he don't respect league. his wife. And yeah. for a man who we says that about his wife, is trying to knowing the type of woman nah, that he is, I've had the pleasure of meeting Andy <laughs> about two times. Uh, the last time I met her, we, we was on a love and, we was on the uh, 10th season of uh, Love and Hip Hop, the first episode. And she and... Um, Tamika Mallory was there and my son was also there and they were talking about some real stuff and she went into the dynamics of um, how the uh, relationship is taking a toll on her with um, Mandisi in prison and for him to say some shit like this yeah he need to go back to that episode because she was she was holding him down when she could have shitted on him in front of all those people on the rooftop Yeah, I'm sorry, bro. I yeah, can't. I fact. can't respect nothing that man says, bro. That that woman, he has his children. That's what she I'm held saying. Him down yeah, with yeah. the kids while he was in. Yo, for you to say this is the type of shit that be that burns women, bro. Yeah, that literally burns them. You hold a nigga down, and then for him to come out and talk some ungrateful ass shit like that, bro. That's not talk cool. about and whether some, or not I he don't was know. joking and whether or not. Nah, so he goes on to say he went on to say. um what I meant was you don't know what you'll do until you are in that situation and they become your circumstances and you figure it out. I believe uh, actions that's speak trash. louder than words and love conquers yeah. all. That's trash. And if anybody knows yeah. me, they know I love my family. Yeah, nah. 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 He knows he knows that shit don't don't work. Nothing that he he could have said that to Yanni in front of her face after the show. And she will not get no pussy for about two months. Yeah, it's over. I'm just saying. It's over. Sir. She don't care nothing about what he got to say right now. In her eye, in her eyes, for you to say on public fucking TV, Playboy, publicly, not in a private conversation, y'all were in bed and he was just like, you know what, babe, honestly, I don't I know. respect you for what you did. But I don't know if I can I don't do know it. if I'm you man know, enough. I'm just being honest. Like, in I don't, bed. You better than me, babe. For, <laughs> For you to sit your ass yeah. in front of the cameras and be like, Facts. Yeah, and honestly, if it was me, oh no. <laughs> the fuck up a goofy? You nigga, you look goofy saying it. <laughs> Yo, you goofy saying it, bro. The goof troop is growing in ranks. It's just goofy nigga after goofy nigga. Man, DC, Man, DC I know you're a you goofy nigga in the streets. Okay. I said Listen, it. You're a goofy nigga in the streets, okay? We, you got to get this trophy. I, 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 I don't know what to tell you, bro. You got to yeah, get it. Man, he, Like, All I'm gonna say is I don't care what he did in the streets. I'm just saying that woman held you down. She deserves the same. That's a fact. And no and- doubt, no doubt, no nothing. If, if if she did it for you, regardless, you don't know what you would do in that time. But if nothing else, bro, like you said, actions speak do speak louder than words. This you opens can make up your words. Mm-hmm. This opens up deep flow to cut you off. This opens up a, a, a really great conversation. 
would the fellas on the podcast do some time for their check? Do some time or or hold you down while you're in prison? Because there's a difference. Uh, there's a difference, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I would say hold it down. Let's say Shorty went to jail. I, Shorty went to jail for 10 years. If If I am your husband, I'm holding you down. For sure. If we got married... We we knew this case was pending. We knew what time it was. I'm holding you down. If we're dating, it's a different story. Okay. Well, I would Diesel. doubt, bro. I would put my life on the line for my family, bro. That's mm. no doubt in my mind about that Heard shit. You. So, yeah, I have no doubt in my mind about that. And I expect my woman to do the same for me. So, at the end of the day, you know, when it's already proven, like right. what you asked is a hypothetical. Yeah, yeah. She did it. She did it. She proved it already. Yeah, 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 yeah. She did. She did. Yeah, she did you it. You feel me? You know, it's like... And we know yo, niggas like, was trying to snipe in the industry. We know niggas was trying to snipe Yandy in the industry. What? <laughs> they like, don't make... Come on, They bro. don't make women... They don't make women like Yandy no more. Like, Yandy is the last of a kind. Yandy, uh, Chrissy, who's still with Jim Jones, who still don't have a fucking rock, I don't understand. You know, they don't make women like that no more. Those women ain't coming back in style. Well, Steve Harvey thinks that uh, they don't make men and women as friends either. So let's. <laughs> uh, when I saw this, well, let's 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 let I, the man speak I, for himself. I have a lot to say. <laughs> I don't have female friends. I don't. I'm I'm incapable of that. Why? Mm -hmm. what do you mean? Well, because you know, come on. Because you have a wife. Well, I have a wife, and I don't I don't really have female friends because look. Okay. Let's get rid of this. <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell you this. Let's get rid of this right now. There, you, you're an attractive woman. There are some guys somewhere saying, yeah, I'm, we're friends. No, that's not true. He's your friend only because you have made it absolutely clear that nothing else is happening except this friendship we have. We remain your friends in hopes that one day there'll be a crack in the door, a chink in the armor, and trust and believe that guy that you think is just your buddy, he will slide in that crack <laughs> the moment he gets the opportunity. Because we're most guys. Men think this way? 99.9% uh, .9 of us think that way. Reactions. Um, <laughs> I don't, so, yeah, you know I gotta go first. Um, So when I first heard this, I, I wanted to reflect on me and I really, really had to think listeners will be listening to this episode. Boy, oh boy. Um, there are men that I feel have women friends because there is like a mutual benefiting thing going on. And they're not necessarily friends. I do agree. I don't think 99. I think a high 90 to 95 of men. You got those, you know, friends that you call women. Like, yeah, that that's just one of my homegirls. Deep down inside, you want to fuck the shit out of her. You really do. You're just low-key waiting for the opportunity. I actually had an opportunity from somebody that as, you know, 2020 and 2021 has come into the fold, one day she was venting to me about her boyfriend and she was saying a lot of wild stuff about him. Uh, I was sharing this story with the good brother XAB. Long story short, there was a moment in that conversation where if I wanted to, I could have said these words, I'm coming over. Because she was on the verge 
of breaking up with him. And I was trying to help her coach her, you know, coach her through, you know, don't do it. You know, I think you guys can get through it. Then after a while, I was like, she do look kind of bad. Though. I ain't even gonna hold you. Like, maybe he really is fucking up. Maybe she just needs some dick. Maybe she need a fuck buddy on the side until she figures some shit out. But I chose righteousness instead of violence that day. So I did not engage and partake in those conversations. But I think you've proven him wrong. I think, I think yes, of course those type of relationships exist. But does that mean that men and women in general cannot be friends? No. I don't, um, I don't fuck. I, I, I don't think agree so. With that. But I think that, <laughs> I think there's more men that have women as friends that they know they could fuck than they actually have women as friends. But knowing you can fuck somebody on, like, and I fucking... I could probably fuck this girl. Knowing you can fuck somebody and fucking them is two different things, bro. Yeah, I think I think what, what Steve Harvey is saying that all men are women that are friends, that men have some level of secret intentionality to fuck. And, and the, once that fuck. door yeah. is open, they're going once to the go for it no matter what. They will take it. But so, okay, so if the percentage is not 99, fellas, what is the percentage? Because th- I think the percentage is high. The percentage is high. I it's think the probably... percentage is equal to the, the amount of women who have male friends that they want to fuck. And if they get a chance, they will slide in. First of all, we have, you... to, we have to be clear. Women tend to have all of the power in terms of when you can fuck. Okay. Men don't, men don't, don't get to introduce the first time really and truly when you can fuck. The woman is the one that lets you know, yo, you know what I mean? You can yeah, slide in this. The, the, the bigger question is, how many dudes are waiting in the friend zone for that opportunity when that, she will that allow is it? I, that is what and I think Steve Harvey's talking about. trapped in friendships they, they wait in. just for that purpose. And like I don't think that that's really many... stuck I don't, in a friendship that don't really benefit them I don't think that's many grown-ass men. Just for the purpose that they might smash. Yeah, I don't think that's many grown men. I think that... I was listening to the Brilliant Idiots earlier, and I agreed with one thing Charlemagne said. Charlemagne said that that's something that I think young men, like in your high school age, you're going to look at and you'll, you'll become a bad chick for what you consider a bad chick at whatever age you are uh, and become her friend hoping that she stops dating the jock and she looks at you. And part of that is that's because that's what American television and movies have taught us. Boy Meets World. Oh, mm. uh, We got the Karate Kid. You got a lot of these shows out here that show you the quote-unquote boy next door that becomes friends with Shorty. Shorty and him develop a relationship, and then eventually she, she realizes she's with the wrong dude, and then she starts looking his way. Like, that is something that is kind of mm. ingrained in American culture. With that being said, the older you get, I don't think that you are becoming a shorty's friend, especially if you're the type of nigga that's always bagging. If you're always bagging, you're not going to become a shorty's friend with the one-day hopes of there being a smash uh, thing that comes up. If y'all solidify that y'all are truly friends, at least from my experience, then y'all are friends. That's it. Like, there's there's a friendship so- going on. Oh, the whole, whole, hold the fuck up, man. This is dad has some bow ties. Hold on. I, mean, I gotta hold say on. this too, son. You're also an unorthodox type of nigga, eggs. Like, you, yeah, you, you like, tend to break the stereotype a little bit. Yeah. So using yourself as an example, because we know you, you tend to you tend to not follow some of the stereotypes. He tends to choose righteousness over violence. Over, over violence. 
I know that niggas choose violence. You know you can fuck up a lot of niggas' relationships right now, Xavier. And I don't even call you that nigga. Cut it out, son. You know you can fuck up a lot yeah, of I niggas' relationships that that, right now. What I'm saying is I understand that those oh, relationships... Oh, here we go. What I'm saying is, you see, this, this What I'm saying is I understand God. that hey, those, those relationships exist, but I'm also saying that there are niggas that can just be friends. Like this idea that a nigga... Even if shorty is bad and you do say in the back of your mind, yo... When I first met you, I wanted to smash. If you develop a real friendship with a shorty and you don't want anything else, you're going to maintain that friendship. Just like you said with the call that you had. You could have, you felt like you could have <laughs> went over there and fucked or whatever the case is. I, I, I honestly felt like I was on high, uh, ultra-violent activity. Was I, was, I was teetering. And I, I, I fell back and I said, you know what? I'm a marriage officiant. I want to choose righteousness over violence right now. So I don't want we, to dip back into the dark side. We're going to keep it super funky for the listeners. We have to keep today. it super funky because X is front and a the little bit. Like I'm front not front. Yo, y'all really. So wait, y'all tell me you don't think niggas could just be friends. race with y'all. <laughs> but I'm going to ask y'all two niggas, distinguish, you're slightly out of the loop, but I know you're still in the loop. So... So, out of all y'all female friends right now, just, yeah. just going through the logging y'all niggas' mind. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. What percentage of them right now, if they say, yo, clap these cheeks tonight, would you actually follow through and go clap the cheeks? Um, Percentage? <laughs> yeah, what's the what's the real world percentage, my nigga? My, I'm looking through honestly, all y'all speaking, female friends. And I'm talking about the female real- friends that you're fucking with. Now I would. I'll ask my question I, after he goes. Go ahead. I, I would. I, I honestly, because this is that has some bow ties. It's a high ninety point three for me, dogs. It's 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 high because so nine, nine out of ten. You're saying nine, nine out of ten. Y- yeah. Of your female friends, if they were just like yo D, no 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 strings attached. I just want to have some fun tonight. Come through. Yeah. Because they know, yeah, because they know for me, they know that I've reached to a point where some of them know it deeper than others. They know that I'm in a relationship. You guys know I posted, I post my partner at the same time. These are conversations that um, we, we would have stopped having because they know the situation. But if that conversation does arise, I'm not going to feel like they owe me, but I'm going to feel like, yo, let's just make up for lost time. You're right. You want that? I, okay. I don't know. That's fuckboy behavior to me. But out of the, all right. D-Flow said keep you, it funky. You got to keep it funky. How, nah, how many out of 10, X? How many out of 10? You you can't escape this question. You nah, got to answer it. I need to. I, I will you give you an answer. It, so are we talking about people that we have established just a true friendship? I'm talking about females that you consider... Beyond the close friends, because you, you got the sister types that you know. I mean, what, what are we sis, saying? Is it a true friendship, sis. or or do we not know where where our status is, and we just cool Look at, at the how moment? This nigga is putting his <laughs> words together, D Flow. Yo, it's <laughs> right now, my nigga. Y'all, words. y'all making it complicated, right Exactly be because true specific. friendship, the percentage is zero. All right, if, if we truly friends, is zero minus the sisses. Minus little sis said. or big sis, but I'm then there's pe- about- then then there's friends that flirt with you, and obviously they already have intentions. That's what I'm saying. So if they have intentions, but we just cool for whatever reason, whether 
we don't want to uh, go into a relationship or that's just not going to that's just not something that's that has uh, had the ability to happen. That's a totally different story. That's a different percentage. But this if we talking nigga about with the nation. This if, nigga with the nation. Oh, I got your beat pie. Oh, if we talking about strictly this friends nigga. and we've said, yo, we are friends and that's it. That's zero. Nothing. I don't believe you, bro. I'm sorry. I don't believe you. Don't you don't have to believe me. It's the reality. So are you telling me? Hold on, D-Flo. Hold on. Are you telling me X say B? Because we, we got to get, we got to stay on this topic right now. Hold on. You can stay on it, bro. I, there's no bro, lie X, being told. X, X-A-O-V-O-B. Mr. Dad Hats. Yes, sir. Mr. Fucking Go. Are you telling me right now that there are not friends that you are really close with or women that... Um, you at 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 one point you saw in a way that maybe you guys could have been in a relationship, but then you guys just remained friends. Are you not telling me on a fucking calm Sunday summer night when it's like eighty nine degrees outside? It's eleven thirty at night. It's, Niggas just left a barbecue. She's lit. She drunk. No Ubers is coming. No nobody. She's like, X, can you pick me up? I'm stranded. Ubers is like two hundred. I know your heart. You're gonna say, I got you. Where are you? You're gonna go and get her. When you go and get her. She might be a little Bro, too tipsy to up, really understand. You setting yourself you, up wait, for failure. Wait, I'm not done. Here. Wait, I'm not Go done. Go ahead. I'm just telling and, you, you setting yourself up for failure. And you get her, mm-hmm. and she says, "Yo, on some real shit. Thank you so much for getting me. You was my, you was my last resort. Can I suck your dick? You're not gonna let her suck your dick. No, the, I'm not. First of all, she's drunk, so no. <laughs> Minus I'm not. the drunk part, because you said something <laughs> that I know is not like he ain't gonna follow through it. She ain't okay, drunk. Okay, she's okay. She's sober as a fucking puppy. She's sober. She's yeah, sober. she's sober. She's in the right state of mind. Again. She just, she needs you to come scoop up from the There's no more Ubers, bro. She called you. She knew you would come. You bad. She's like, X, you know what? On the ride home, she's like, you know what, X? I've been feeling you for a long time. Facts. I think we just need to get this shit out the way. Right. Take your dick out. I want to suck it. Let's do this. So, again, because y'all niggas niggas clearly is not hearing me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, y'all not hearing the words that are coming out of my mouth. If we have a true friendship, meaning we have established that we are friends, and that's that, the women in my phone at this particular moment that are truly Uh, my friend, that's not going down. The women that there is some chemistry with, but we are friends, mutual chemistry. This is why I disagree with Steve Harvey. One, he makes it seem like only niggas is out here that be like, yo, we, we friends, and then be like, oh, well, maybe... You know, I'm attracted to you. Women do the, do it as well. But the women that there is chemistry with, the percentage is different. That's a whole nother. Right. Like, we friends, but we we are very much attracted to each other. And we let each other know that we're attracted to each other. That's a whole nother scenario. But if we... The, if I was going to flip the script just now. That's, that's where I was going to flip the script. Because first of all, if she fixes her mouth to be like, yeah, tonight's the night. She been she been trying to fuck you for a minute. That's she what I'm saying. Right nerve that's not random. Finally yeah. tell you. That's she what been I'm saying. To say it. So if that's like you weren't really truly my friend, and I might have already picked up on that. I feel like you pick you know the difference between someone who is really your friend. For instance, right? We have our favorite uh, videographer. She's our friend. Right. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. She is. She is. She is. If, if she pulled up and said, "Take it out," or if you. Was like, yo, I'm going to whip it out. Nine times out of ten, I think there's going to be a mutual, nah, I'm not with it. You either would say that if she offered that to you, or I would, or, or, or she would say that if you offered it to her. Because there's a true, that's a true friendship. 
So that's that's what I feel is more of a true friendship. It's been established. There's been no like flirty energy. There's been no so hold innuendos. On, hold, on, hold on. None of what that. What do you call, br- br- brother? What do you call? What the fuck happened in the first the best man? What do y'all call that? What do you call that? Tay so, Diggs yeah, yeah, fucked go into his man's fiance before they got married. How are we talking? How is? How did we end up here? I'm just saying. I'm just <laughs> saying. It's a movie, bro. That shit ain't real life. <laughs> I hear what y'all. No, no, no. In real life, well, God, 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 forgive me if this even fucking goes down. I can't imagine myself marrying off one of my friends, which I've married a few of my friends off already. No, congratulations. I hope all is well. I do check up on my friends from time to time, but I can't imagine. Uh, a few days before the, the the wedding ceremony, and we know somebody in the inner circle smashed the fiance that was going to marry our mans, and nobody says nothing. Because I don't think it would be my place to say something. I'm just a pastor. I, we could talk about it. Maybe I need counseling. But one of y'all in the circle, you D-Flower, you ex, you might want to check that man. Now, I would assume that it just didn't go down like he just... He was just able to smash Shorty. What happened was probably a, a, like like a hypothetical that happened in The Best Man. She tried to call her man. He wasn't available. She called her best friend, Tay Diggs. He was available. He took it down. He I don't took know, it down. bro. If my best friend <laughs> he took it down. smashed there's my a lot, fiance, There's a lot going on. A few on days before the wedding. No. Y'all need, now, it didn't happen a few days. They smashed back in high school. Or in college, right? right. College, right. Yeah, yeah, there we go. There we go. Right, my nigga, right. We getting married now, and my best friend smashes my fiance, and none of y'all <laughs> niggas say something. I don't know. We starting off on the wrong foot. Wait, 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 wait. Hold saying. up. But whose responsibility is it to say something? Right. Whose responsibility is that? Because if if <laughs> if I'm not involved in that situation and I say it, I'm the gossip nigga now. <laughs> no, no, no! I'm talking my. It has to be my fiance or, or, or the my best, best friend. friend. Yeah, one of them. Actually, right. both of y'all niggas should have sat me down at the top of the relationship and been oh, like, "Yo, shit. we don't want to make this uncomfortable, but I think you should notice me and so and so. We had a, a situation. We had we a pussy good, party. We, we good off that. That that would never happen again. I still can't trust y'all niggas together, but it would never yeah, happen Yeah, I don't know again. if I could trust y'all together, but maybe I can. I don't know. So, so no maybe more. I, maybe I'll grow to This nigga heart too pure. Can somebody really break it? I want violence from X. They be violence, I'd say. Nah, See, that's not what best friends say, Violence, bro. I say at the I'm just saying, this nigga, that's X, not... this nigga X can sugarcoat it all he want. Yo, why uh, do y'all keep saying sugarcoat my nigga? I'm so glad somebody said it. If so you fucked his fiance, he found out you fucked his fiance. That has to both times is over, bro. But we dealt with a, a situation but where you, I, where someone fucked someone that you know what I mean. Not on this show, but within friend circles, things no, like that have happened. Listen, before. no That's more hypotheticals. No more wait, wait, wait. No more hypotheticals. She wasn't your fucking fiance. Are you telling me, XAB? I pray to God I'm never in this situation. I smash your fiance, XAB. And we could still have a thing after this. Me and you, we still smash, we still, smash my fiance, or smash when y'all was in high school, my nigga. No, no smash, that's smash your fiance days before the wedding. Now nah, you wildin', bro. Nah, that's different. You I have no respect for me at that point. I just want to make sure I'm hearing shit properly. No, on you this have show. no respect for me at that if, point. If if you smash my fiance back in high school, I don't even care at that point. I don't like, care. That's what I'm trying to say. 10, 15 years ago. 
What did you really do, nigga? Like, I don't even fuck. If about y'all what you niggas smashed, bro, smashed, I put my, I, I put my foot on her head. That's what I did ten years ago. I don't care about that, bro. Okay, yeah, man. Me. Whatever that goofy shit ago. y'all did ten years ago is what y'all did ten years ago. Facts. If, if you I'm about to me get you smashed mad. my fiance a couple months ago, yeah, we might have to scrap at that I, point. I, and, I, and I and I just want to make sure the energy is, you know, people will feel some type of way, not kumbaya. We could get through this, nigga. Somebody's throwing their hands, or somebody's shooting. No, we scrapping. I, it's it's a yeah, full yeah. scrap. Yeah, it's a fight. It, I think when we're talking about something that that's that close, that is a respect matter at that point. You don't respect me, and that's what's going to trigger me to do something to you. You don't respect. You and and her having some type of relationship back in the day and then not telling me until after we get married. I don't like that because obviously that's something that was burning on y'all chest that y'all wanted to tell me and y'all took so long to tell me. But if you do something while I'm in a relationship at this big age, no, you don't respect me. So yeah, yeah. I'm letting her That's go, and I'm letting you go. You, we can't. Yeah, there ain't no no. Facts. There's no way to fruit. There's nowhere for the friendship to go without respect. I think friendships I like, are, are built I, I on like respect. How this got surmised. I like how this got summarized. But we gonna. Like it has to be that way, bro. We why don't we we could jump into that right now? Matter of <laughs> fact, um, Rory and Maul returned to the to the Joe Budden podcast. Yes, after, they did after yes, six did. weeks. Um, and so. Who do y'all think was wrong in that situation? I don't know if y'all heard the whole both sides of it. I, I didn't hear the whole debacle. Um, but what I can say is that I feel like as the show has grown, um, again, by by default, and I could say this because I'm just a hip hop enthusiast, um, by default, I've only really listened to that podcast. Because XAB recommended it, as you know, we were doing our podcast, you know, to learn a few things and, you know, listen to what they're saying and how they do, you know, certain segments. The other flip side of it is I was always a Joe Budden fan, always a Joe Budden fan. Mm. So by default, I listen to the shit. So I feel like my opinion on the situation it will be biased. I'm I'm probably going to be on Joe's side, whether Joe was in the wrong or not, because I said this already on this podcast. The name of the podcast is the Joe Button podcast. Not saying it's a one man band man, but that man's name is on the line for everything that comes after that podcast and anything else that comes after the podcast that he creates out of the podcast, which he has already with, you know, his network. So, so the big one of the big things was Joe filled the seats and Maul was unhappy with the fact that Joe put two stand ins for Rory and him <laughs> when they were gone. And he said it was a respect thing and what he would have thought Joe would have done was just have the show be on hiatus until things were worked out. What do y'all think about that? Does the show go on or does the show need to be halted during a time when you and your co-host are trying to work things out? Bro, let's keep it 100. There's been several episodes that Distinguish has been missing and there hasn't been that many episodes where XAB has been missing. There's been several episodes, you know, no pun intended, D-Flow, but there's been several episodes that D-Flow has missed. The reality is this. I feel like it's it's twofold. One, if there's other people that get brought on to a podcast or other people that get brought on by someone's idea, i.e., this is your idea and you brought us into the fold, Obviously, collectively, we all help build the brand of Dad has some bow ties. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if something happens to distinguish, 
my mental health. I get depressed about some shit. I lose my job. I'm just speaking real shit. You know what I mean? Shit that has already happened. But the podcast, I would like to believe it never really took a hit. It never really took um, like a, a strike to the gut. And even when there was episodes that um, we, uh, we, we, we didn't uh, capture or record properly or uh, chopped in a way that uh, we were still able to get it out, the integrity and the integral parts of what we tried to do with the podcast still got out there. And the fans would not have known that information because we still got to keep this shit rolling. It's like you're an actor, you're on stage, and you miss lines. Mm -hmm. I was always taught in actor school, the audience is dumb, distinguished. You still have to provide lines. Even if you mess up your lines, they don't know. You still got to feed them. So at the end of the day, the show got to go on with or without the other Mm -hmm. co-hosts. It must. Like, that's just real shit. It has to go on. Flo, what about you? What do you think? I think it's unfair for them to assume that Joe would pause his brand because they're not involved at that current moment. I think that's a little bit of a selfish thing to say. One, two, I think it's only fair that he bring the standings if he always had the intention of then once things got sorted out Mm -hmm. that they would return to the show. Right. I think where the fall off happens is if is if Joe never made this if Joe never made them aware of that. Mm. If if it was agreed that they're not going to be on the show for a little bit then the fair mm-hmm. thing especially at that level of business an email could get sent out. How how y'all niggas get it is irrelevant cuz if if we on some if we on something we're not seeing eye to eye on business right now then right. we can keep it business. That's right? it. And leave the personal out of it. An email could have been sent out. You could have hit my management up. Whoever. Yo, this is what we finna do because the show needs to keep pushing. Until this gets sorted out, there's going to be standings or fill-ins. And then once everything gets sorted out, then the show could get back to its to, to its regular thing. Because what, what if it never gets sorted out? Then what, the show falls and, you know, breaks up at that point? Nah. Uh, another it's, it's a it's a respectable contingency plan just another prime example you know i obviously i'll leave the the show in question out but we all was a part of an amazing show that i would like to believe that really had the potential to possibly become the next apollo there was a lot of shaky moments during like the second uh year of us trying to do and produce that show Nobody would have known. Nobody knew. Why? Because we kept, I told myself, you know, whoever is not fucking with whoever and whoever is not dating with whatever, the show still got to go on. Still was handling emails. Still was t- talking to artists. Still was booking artists. Still was trying to get venues. Still was making sure the person that created the show got paid. Never took any money out of that person's pocket. Never asked for money. Never did none of that. X is my witness. And the show still went on. Because that's what the fuck you have. You got to put your feelings to the side. This is business. And in business, sometimes how you feel don't fucking matter. I'm sorry. It just don't matter. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree um, I, to, to some extent. I think I, I understand. I understand part of where Maul and Rory were coming from to some extent because Rory was asked to leave the show for a while so that he can get Mm. certain things together and Maul didn't understand or feel like Joe had the authority to ask Mm -hmm. Rory 
to leave the show. He felt like it should have been a collective thing where all three of them sat down or four of them sat down and made the decision as to what should happen with Rory. But Joe felt like, yo, I'm seeing something going on right. with the show. I don't think that is working out. And I think maybe you need some time off. And as the, I guess, executive producer of the show, I'm going to make the call that you should probably relax for maybe three episodes, four episodes, and then come back after and see how you feel. So I'm I guess. Sorry, well, what was the issue with Rory that, that, that prompted just, just a quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm not, I'm not really sure what's going on with that. So basically what, what started to happen, I would say over the last couple of months, ever since. Joe kind of did the Patreon deal. There seemed to be like some tension between him and Rory. Not real tension, but Rory would make like Joe would make jokes and then Rory would make jokes. And like it would they started to talk about, oh, we could fight. And Joe started to take that seriously and told Rory Mm. on multiple occasions, yo, I don't fight my friends. So like you keep inviting me to your hands. And telling me mm. that you want to fight is making me feel like there's something going on between the two of us. And then they had certain conversations which made Joe feel like there actually was tension between the two of them. And so Joe felt like that was leaking into the podcast, which is built on chemistry. And he told him, yo, take right. some time off to figure it out. Figure out whatever it is that maybe the issue is between me and you or figure out what's going on in your life um, and see if you need to just get things together. And if you want to come back to the show or not. And so that's what kind of led to him saying, like, yo, take a break. And then Maul was kind of like, well, what gives you the authority to tell this nigga to take a break? So that's Listen, I'm going to just say at. it again. The name of the podcast is called the Joe Budden Podcast. That's, uh, that's, that's all I got. All right. All got. Well, let's, let's talk about this Pharrell clip that hit the, in, the internet um, the other day. Let's pull that up into a company and say, I'm going to make this record. They give you an advance. Then for the, for the, for the tenure of that, the entire time that your album's out, you're working to pay back that advance. Like no bank, no it's illegal. Bank, no it's bank, illegal. No bank gives a company a loan to start a company and walks away with the trademarks. It's it's illegal. You shouldn't. So they uh, wow. You know, for the audience, they're talking about what happens typically between a big time artist or not even a big time. Let's just say an artist in general and the label. The label gives you an advance but then walks away owning pretty much everything associated with the brand of what they gave you the advance for. I don't know how you brothers feel about those statements. Wow. Hey, it's, it's modern day slavery. And at the end of the day, that's our most new artists nowadays they're not being swindled as what the older artists were getting swindled back in the day because man, you know, what's funny about it. There's so much levels to this as to how these people have fucked us over so badly as black people. It's kind of wild because you don't want to put it when it comes to race, but a lot of the white artists don't have these types of deals. I was watching this the other day. 
when you look at other producers like Calvin Harris or or DJ Snake and all these type of guys, they're worth like double what Timbaland is worth mm. or mm. what Pharrell is worth. <clears throat> mm. That's not by chance. Right. You feel me? Like Timbo and Pharrell and Swiss, they're like the they're like top of the pedestal when it comes to production and publishing and right. so forth, right? And even a lot of the mm-hmm. white artists, there's a reason why they're worth double or triple what the black artists are worth. Unless that black artist figures out how to really run their business, but mm-hmm. they don't get to just be an artist and shine. They don't make that type of money because the deals that are being offered are literally slave deals. Like The deals are literally like, hey, we'll pay you this bread, but we own everything associated with your brand. Right. And we get to collect from anything. Even your children's things if you don't pay us back. <laughs> and I get it. If a bank gives you money, the bank wants back his money and oh, will shit. go to any length to get back their money. However, a bank gives you credit. And the only thing that could na- actually really happen with that credit is it fucks up your credit. Right. They don't own if your shit. Sh- they don't well, they, own they you can, as an individual. Yeah. Yeah. They can own your you assets to some extent. They can own your assets, you but you file bankruptcy. And that's the beautiful thing of having chapter seven and chapter 11 because you get to have a a clean slate. But with a record deal, they give you this money and it acts more as long. It's like they're giving you money on your life. So this is this is my question, because I need to be educated. D-Flow, how do these young artists still survive knowing that they have to pay back their label knowing that the label has to pay back the bank because the artist sales didn't do as well the single that they said would do great flopped the marketing strategy that they put in place didn't work to promote the single or promote the artist how are they still surviving on the gram and still being able to buy diamonds and show us brand new roles. How are they able to survive? There's three layers to that. Okay. One, when you when most artists sign a record deal, there's a yeah. loophole that, that exists. And it's not really a loophole, but it, the label will collect royalties. They would okay. collect, they could collect royalties, they could collect publishing, and okay. they could collect money off merchandising and all that fun stuff. But because of how social media is set up and how streaming is set up, one, don't let these artists front on y'all people. They ain't getting these types of advances that they be fronting on with the gram. Labels aren't giving out half a million dollar advances anymore. Most artists are getting between somewhere between 100K and 250K. And most of the times that's not in liquid cash because that money is being reinvested back into whatever they're being put out. So yes, okay. they might get a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar deal, but they might only touch a hundred grand in cash. Because the rest of the money will be flipped and reinvested back into what they're doing with their career. That's one. Two, because of how streaming is right now, you can recoup your investment. But the way how most of the streaming is set up. The label gives enough room because most artists are educated now. Most artists aren't taking a deal that's more than a 60-40 in this current day and age versus back in the day, artists was getting like 7 to 15%. 
Yep. Most artists nowadays are getting between 30 and 50 percent. And what the and what the label also does is that they will tell you, hey, we'll sign you, we'll give you a hundred bands, but we'll also give you another hundred bands to own your publishing. You feel me? And what they'll do is they'll do several different little things. They you they they'll do maybe an umbrella clause, which allows them to put out the record, and there's a threshold where they have to make a certain amount of money first before you could collect. So let's say you have a a $250,000 threshold. The label won't make nothing off of your brand until you hit that threshold. You feel me? And most of the times, the labels don't make money from your licensing, which means if the song is placed on a TV show, if the song is placed on a commercial or something like that, they only make money from the royalty, not from the upfront payment of that placement. So if you if you get to get if you get to do a placement on a TV show and that placement is 50 grand, you get the 50 grand. The only person who will make money off of that is your management team. But the label will make money off the publishing, which the money that gets generated once it starts to go into circulation. Okay. So that's how mad these artists are making money right now because they're making money from doing that those little pop-ups. You feel me? Or doing like a little doing like a little ad or here and there. Like they make a, they make the upfront cash. Because if another big part of this too, and I have to make this very clear for artists nowadays, so a lot of them don't understand this. Don't let these labels fuck you over. If a label signs you and they sign you to a three album deal, they're only supposed to make money off the masters associated with the project. Which means if it has nothing to do with that said master on that said project, you can make money from elsewhere doing features, doing all the extra stuff. You feel me? So a lot of times artists get oopty doop labeled. Like, well, we'll take money from wherever. Nah, that's where they got to get their lawyers right. Because then if you have a good lawyer on your side, the specifications are going to be there. Right. If we're working on this album, only the 14 songs associated with this album is what they could actually make money from. Anything outside of that particular album from those said masters that the label owns, anything outside of that, you gooch, you could do whatever you want. Mm. The thing is, most artists don't want to go through the hassle of fighting that, but you have to. It's your business. And that's what a lot of labels trick these artists into doing. They don't make them realize that this is their business. So heard you. And another piece of happens. it is a lot of this shit. A lot of it's fake flexing. Niggas is a lot of y'all got, got a free flexing. game from D Flow. A lot of y'all got free game. You heard it here first, Daz and Botas. So <clears throat> J Lo and Ben Affleck have been spotted hanging out ever since she broke up with A Rod. Now my question for this is. The fuck is going on with these celebrities, bro? My question is Jayla fucking Ben Affleck for a while too. They were like together a for back? a little bit. So my question is, if your girl or, or, or the girl you use used to date hangs out with her ex right after y'all break up, does that indicate anything? Uh yeah, that could look I mean, Big Sean did it after a while when he broke up with Ariana Grande. Um he also did the same thing. The first time he broke up with Janae Aiko, they were still cool after he did, I'm single again. They were still hanging out, and then they got back together, and then he talked about how he fucked her and made her, and made, and made her nut three time, uh, nine times. 
That's so, so if you see, <laughs> yeah. So if you see, that's what he said. Your ex hanging out with one of their exes right after you break up. Are you, are you assuming that they are fucking again? Is that what you're telling me? Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well then, um, Fab had a question for us. So let's see if we can help the good brother and answer it for him. Fab had asked online. If you communicate a problem or an issue you're having with someone and they don't try to find a resolution or apologize, what does that usually mean? Uh, repeat the question again. Huh? Yeah, you got you got to repeat that for me. Sure, no problem. If you communicate a problem or issue that you're having with someone and they don't try to find a solution or apologize, what does that usually mean? Oh yeah, I second what D Flow said. They don't fuck with you. I would I would uh tend to agree. I I would say though that you. this oftentimes happens in relationships or dating. And that yeah. that definitely to me means that they were looking for an out in the first place. Like I've been in that situation plenty of times where it's like this argument is not that big for you to be continuing like to make it into this huge problem like we came to a resolution or an apology was given, but you're still holding on to it or you're still making it into a thing. Like, you don't fuck with me no more. So, yes, Fab, I, <laughs> they don't fuck with you. I, it's, it's so funny that I'm about to bring this up because this actually coincides with what we're talking about. Randomly enough, I ran into one of my friends today in the city. Um, she actually works literally across the street from my job. I haven't seen her in a while. Um we were acting together and talking about doing some poetry projects at one point. Um, long story short, she broke up with her ex, got back together with her ex, just like recently, and admitted to me, she said I was the problem. Like, as in herself. And she said, now they're back together. And I said, wow, interesting. Because she's the type of person, no disrespect to her, I love her. She would not have admitted that a few years back. She said, I was the problem, and now we're working through our differences. But I was the one who originally didn't want to work it out because it was over something that we could have worked out, but I just didn't want to work it out. And now they're back together. I think that happens more often than not. And I think that a lot of times... It happens. Hold on, son. That that that's rare. I was about it to takes, say. Oh yeah, it it's rare so for it's much. rare for a woman to say that because I I I don't hear that much from women to be honest. She sure actually she admitted don't. to me. She said, "I don't want to make it a man versus woman I was thing." The problem, but that is in my experience. In my experience, that yeah, is not she, something she that it. many women cop to when a relationship ends. Yeah. But yeah. what I will say is like not immediately. They'll cop to it like two years after. I've gotten apologies yeah, two yeah. years after. <laughs> I've gotten I was the one that that was the reason why things went X, Y, and Z two years after. But I don't mm-hmm. I don't get that in the moment. I don't get the accountability um like up front. That like y'all said, that rarely happens. And it, it never happens up front, bro. Even 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 in the most experienced situations, bro, it's still you still get that apology days later. 
<laughs> they they will this hold is, out. They will hold out. This is my this is my this is my ideology on people that are trying to forgive somebody or trying to um tell somebody that it's not going to work or I don't want it to work. Because those people, I believe, nobody has ever really fought for them. So why the fuck must it be on them? Why is the onus on them to be like, I'm going to work it out with you? Because every time I try to do it with other motherfuckers, they don't want to work it out with me. They want to stick it through with me. So now because you like me and I like you and, you know, we had something going and you know, I kind of see where I, the woman in the situation, I can make it work. Now, fuck that. I'm not going to make it work. And I think, going back to what X said, maybe she thought, all right, a year went by, two years, maybe three. I don't remember how long they've been broken up. Maybe it wasn't all the men. Maybe a part of it was me. And I actually told her via time, I said, yo, congratulations. I'm glad, you know, you guys were able to work through your differences the first thing I said before I said that was, I'm glad you're taking accountability because that is something that I feel like. The, um, the problem yeah. I be having is a lot of these decisions are either made out, out of emotional emotion. They're, yeah. they're either made with this idea that I don't need to work with you you just need to figure out what you're doing wrong. And if you can't figure out what you're doing wrong, then somehow that equates to you don't really fuck with me or you're not the one. I don't know what magical lifestyle niggas be thinking exists. Right. But the things that work oftentimes come with communication and mm-hmm. like both parties actively right. trying to find solutions each and every time. Once somebody stops trying to find a solution and thinks that it's all on the other person to find a solution is when the relationship, situationship, or anything else dies. My, the thing that I hate the most from the species that we call women, the beautiful species of women. I don't know. I don't know. Is that, that don't sound... <laughs> That sounds that sounds like you're toting a line. But go ahead, bro. They they will say things like, a man will be like, what do I need to do to make it work? I want to make it work, baby. Let me know what I got to do. I don't know. Figure it out. Wait, I'm asking you. I'm asking you because I love you. I'm asking you because I want this to work. What should I do? What could I do better? I don't know. Figure. What the fuck does that mean? I'm not a mind reader. I'm uh, not your fucking funny? therapist. I think what the fuck think, does figure it out mean? I think there's two parts to that. That's normally one of the answer, but I think the the more the one of the next half of that answer a lot of the times is they'll they might tell you what the problem is. But a lot of times I feel like shorties, you know you're men. And the reason they give you to be the problem is the thing that that man might not want to change or the thing that they know that man isn't willing to change so a lot of times okay. you Wait, know uh, but, but, but hold on but if they know deep down inside that that man is quote unquote not willing to change and 
they feel as though he may never change. Do we really have a problem that we need to fix? Because I was like this this whole entire time. You told yourself you could deal with it. Oh, Look, yeah. you, you see eyes? You see eyes? You told yourself you could deal with it. But if you get to a point where you feel like you can't or you don't, then I think that's something else. Maybe you got to a stage where you felt like, you know what? I could no longer, quote unquote, tolerate this, quote unquote, person. And don't 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 say shit like you changed. I was always this way. Don't say shit like, oh, I feel like because you got this thing going on now, you're acting like a different person. I was always this person. I think what happens in that space is that it becomes weird when that person feels like, you know what? Um, I don't actively see myself trying to be with you the way you are because they don't get bored. I don't even think they give up. They just at that point feel like I, the woman, I don't need to deal with it. Somebody else could deal with it, but I don't want to deal with it. And I feel like that a part of that is maybe you feel as though. This person is themselves so much you can't fully even be yourself because you're with somebody that's just always who they are and how they've been. Maybe you need to be with somebody else who's not as um, expressive or the way that the person is that you're with so that you can feel like in a said next relationship, you can finally become who you need to be or whatever you think that thing is that you're missing. Because I don't think it's a them problem. I think it's a you problem. It's you. I think, like I said before, I think a lot of times when we get to this space in relationships is one of two things. A lot of times it's an emotional response to something <laughs> that was not appreciated or liked. Or a lot of times when a problem is being presented on and on and on, like throughout the relationship, we keep being brought up. Right. Every time it's brought up, the percentage of that woman saying that she wants to leave you is going up as well. Every single time mm. she says, babe, you not spending enough time with me. And it's like the first time y'all have a good conversation. The second right. time is not as much of a good conversation. And then the third time, there's just no solutions on the table to, well, you're not spending enough time with me. And I don't know what to tell you, but I don't know if this is going to work. I think she is slowly exiting out of that relationship at that point But what in time. if, X, what if your girl tells you that you're not spending enough time with her, but the reason she gives you is because you're always doing the podcast? That's what I'm saying, though. Mm. I think, I think mm. what ends up happening is, regardless of the reason, each time they slowly start slipping out. They slowly start thinking... I think sometimes it it goes back to what I consider emotional response. You 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 start to think that there's a better reality with someone or something that aligns more with what you want as opposed to what's happening and knowing the actual reasons as to why it's happening. There's a difference between a dude who doesn't want to spend time with you and a dude who can't spend time with you. And sometimes when you're coming from an emotional mindset the two of them are the same thing and they're not. So that's, that's what tends to happen. Right that's what tends to happen. I, it's like, 
Oh, I agree you're with not that. Sp- and- you're not spending time with me. Yeah, but you know why I can't spend time? It's not that I don't want to spend time. You know why I can't spend time with you? Like, and there's there's a difference there. But sometimes when it's conflated, that's when you see a situation like what happened with Distinguished's friend. She comes back three and years I, later. And I also got to clarify this for a lot of our creatives out there. Okay. When you have a partner that's not a creative, it's hard for them to rationalize why you're devoting so much time to your this creativity. Nigga flow is in my brain. Oh my God, I love this man. Especially there's something that they don't, from it. They, don't, they don't see a value in. Yep. And I have to make this very clear. Even if you're making money from it, but making if money from not, it elevates it a little, just a tiny bit more. Just, a little bit. Just about that. Bit. But if they're not a creative themselves or have an entrepreneurial spirit themselves, yeah, they're looking at you like, what the fuck are you doing? comprehend why you're devoting so much time to being in that creative space. So when you're dealing with a person like that, Mm-hmm. You could try to be rational with them and try to explain and try to make them understand as much as you can. Okay. But if they're not willing to accept or compromise or try to understand or it may, and it's like what you said originally, maybe it's a them thing because you know the type of person you're dealing with. Right. So I don't want to put her on the spot, but she's here. So we're doing the podcast right now. My girl is on the other side of the camera. She knows we do this every single Monday. This was a designated Monday for us to spend time together. Mm -hmm. She's here spending time with me. We're, 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 We're bonding even though I'm, you know, doing work, doing, you know, the podcast. At the same time, I feel like for a creative, just going back to what one of my friends was saying, uh, Daphne, who I'm going to be um, officiating her wedding in literally just a few weeks, she her her perception of artists trying to date other people is basically it's going to be tough if that person doesn't necessarily see value in what you're doing. And she also feels like to play it safe, maybe artists should just date other artists. I think that's like that's 50-50 for me. Um because if you're the art if you're the the one in the in the artistic relationship that appears to be doing more or appears to be beloved more by your peers than your uh other partner, your partner is going to feel some type of way. I've experienced that in past relationships. Um and I could not understand for the life of me how and why, but now I get it um, in terms of just being an artist and then dating somebody who's not really, you know, an artistic person or not really with it. I think to soften the blow in terms of spending time and trying to do things, you kind of do things like what my partner's doing right now. She's here listening to the podcast and she's doing her own thing right now. But we're still in the space of spending time together. And I think if more people who dated artists or dated anybody that's into the arts and whatever a facet that they are, whatever genre, I think dating and try to find, yeah, try try to find a middle ground. I don't, I don't fucking know. Try to try to you know go to your partner's show, and even if you can't stay for the whole thing, maybe you know, or maybe if you can't attend, buy buy a ticket. You know, I think that there's little ways we can show that we're spending time support the event by uh, promoting it online or you know texting your friends about it. 
do do something where it still feels like you're a part of their world, even though you're not really engulfed in it like they are. But to be making excuses and you say you really want to be with that person, if you want to be with that person, you're going to be with that person in all of their artistic ways. But also, I think that people just have to start getting comfortable spending time with people without it having to be a face-to-face thing going on, it having to be me and you are interacting the whole entire time. No, like, you can be doing your own thing and I could be doing my own thing and everything is Gucci. Like, I, the, the relationship is fine. Just because we're not doing it together or up under each other mm-hmm. doesn't mean that there's an issue between us or that the relationship is not in a good space. People got to start getting comfortable just existing in the same space as a loved one and, and taking that to mean that you're spending time. Yeah. And and, I'll, and I'll, I'll say this as well. Beautifully said, XAB. Beautifully we're said. We're not we're not dismissing spending time with your partner. Carve no. out time for your partner. Just one thing I will say, and even for me in my relationship, and I've gotten better at it myself. I'm trying my best to be accountable for my time. So if I say I'm gonna be done by a certain time, I'm trying to be done by that certain time. A- and I give you that because you've definitely left me and XAB plenty of times on this podcast. You, yeah, you are strict about that shit. <laughs> I, I, I give matter. that to you. Because then if, if, if I'm carving the time out and I keep saying, yo, well, I'm going to be done at this time, but I don't finish until an hour and a half later or mm-hmm. an hour later. That becomes an at, appreciation mm-hmm. conversation. It becomes a problem. If the accountability aspect starts to build up. You yep. feel me? And it's one of those things where you have to, it's a, it's a fine line. It's a very gray area in that time because you, you you have to try and be as accountable as you can, but nothing in the, nothing is nothing goes as smooth as you want it to go. Certain things might be off time, you might get somewhere, things will change, you feel me? But communication is important. Carve out the time when you need to carve out the time. And if you promise to spend time with that person, then stick to it. <laughs> you feel I'm, me though? I'm just I'm just I'm I'm just gonna say this one more thing and then we can move on to the next topic. I put up something today. Now I know I normally don't admit this, but I'm gonna admit it. I put up a post today that was both deliberate for both my friends and my partner. And the post that I put up today, I, I, I put it up on uh put it up on I think Instagram first but I also put it up on Facebook cuz I for me it's twofold. I put up if I am not artistically fed no one will get the very best from me, not even me. I've learned and this is something that uh through the podcast and through, you know, performing and you know try you know and, and getting out of my, you know, depressive state as you guys know I was heavily engulfed in the end of the 2019, you know, throughout 2020. If I feel like I'm not in a artistic place creatively, if I'm not doing something that's making me feel whole, you know, performing as except that's, I feel most alive when I'm on that stage. But if I don't feel that way, if I'm not doing things, you know, creatively, you know, writing or, you know, figuring out different ways to, you know, reinvent what I've already done so I can be better in the future, Nobody, you D-Flow, you XAB, 
and me distinguish Malek Henry Gray, I will not be my best version of myself. And we've talked about this. I think whoever's dating artists or artists, you got to let them be. You got to let them be whoever it is that they're, they're, they're being in their artistic way. Because if not, you're going to be with a person that you're not getting the real person. Don't don't date somebody in, in yeah, one you're, you're facet the real person. of their life and try to change them or make them become something else. If you dated them and they were an artist, they're going to be an artist. And don't date them with this fairy tale in mind that someday they're going to grow out of their artistry. And I'm not to say that if you're dating a struggling rapper when they were 19 that they need to continue with the struggle into their 40s. But what I right. am saying is that that artistic value or that artistic aspect of them don't make them feel belittled because they have that and they chase that. Don't make it feel like they're, they're a child or, or going after a child's dream because they feel like their art has some form of value that they believe the world will, at, will one day appreciate and want to pay for. Because Facts. that artistic piece of them is part of what you kind of fell in love with in the first place. Um. Before we wrap up Big facts You know we gotta do our little politics real quick And We about to get up out of here We're not gonna let Joe Biden and Kamala Harris Cut America's meat <laughs> This nigga was a Always. fucking Clown for that Um, Always So they're talking about that Maybe by the end of, I think they said the year or summer that they will develop a antiviral pill for COVID. Now, the thing was, you have been adamant about not being vaccinated. Would you take a pill over being vaccinated? Or a shot, rather? Um, so I heard some interesting news before I even say that. Um, I was on a call today. You guys know the calls I'm on 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 Mondays with, you know, the organization that you guys know that I'm working in partnership with. Long story short, I heard something that was very disturbing. So I don't even really know how to answer that question, my brother. What what I was told was moving forward, there will be no more COVID testing. Every the main focus is vaccinations. Mm -hmm. So the question I have now is so, okay. So if there's no more COVID testing... What do you mean by that? And Free COVID testing? Because they're going to be able um, to... Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. So oh, we knew that was going to happen. Test. We knew that they yeah, were going to so stop these free services. Free COVID testing is drastically, drastically coming to an end very fast. Um, I, I give it another month, and that that's, is, is over for that. Um, I think that... It's unwise to say that the main focus is vaccination if it's no longer going to be, um, if it hasn't been mandated that everybody actually must be vaccinated. But I see that there's a strong push for vaccination cards, vaccination passports. They got this new thing on on, on the, the iPhone now, this... um um. Uh, it starts with an E and it's basically like a fast pass to show that you've been vaccinated and you can actually download it and just pull it up dumb fast. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out, so if the focus is no longer getting people tested, what about the people who never got tested? They get vaccinated and then because they feel like they got vaccinated, they can never catch COVID again. They catch COVID. How do you now test to see if they got COVID? Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think that they're going to end 
testing altogether. They're probably going to end the free services around the city. And right. at some point, there's going the vaccination is not going to be free either. That's going to be something that your healthcare is going to have to pay for, or you're going to have to pay for, just like the flu shot. But what I think, and this is only in New York City, is different in every state. Okay, I think with okay. New York City, they they have they're one of the few cities that have been pushing for like a vaccine a vaccine passport or vaccine something that will um like a digital way of being able to pull up that you've been vaccinated um i don't i don't necessarily 100% agree with that but i do feel like new york for whatever reason is you know more focused on like you said getting people vaccinated and going in the vaccination route which again is I don't really feel like there's a grand scheme behind that or nothing like that, but um, there are going to be people that don't get vaccinated, and so the next thing that may pop up is now they're feeling like, well, if I choose not to be vaccinated, am I getting less rights than somebody who has been? Well, I just want to play devil's advocate for a moment, and I always got to say this phrase first before I start to talk about this lady. I love my mama. But she said some shit yesterday. I was like, uh, I don't know. I think D-Flo could definitely attest to this. My mom said something to me yesterday that really bothered me, actually. And, you know, again, no disrespect to my mom. I know this is not even a conversation I could have with her because I feel like the way that I would like to have it with her because I know my mother, she is going to try to derail the entire conversation. We're not going to be able to have the conversation stay on one path because it's going to get loud and yelly and she might start cursing. And I'm, I'm, I'm just keeping it 100 because I know my Jamaican born and raised mother. D-Flo could attest to, you know, parents in the Caribbean. Some stuff they just, you just can't, it's unfortunate, you just can't really talk to them about. She said to me two weeks ago, yeah, you know, I'm not going to go get vaccinated. You know, it's like they're forcing you to do it. And then something happened with one of my family members with a flight. Long story short, he took a COVID test. The COVID test ended up being positive. Literally, can I make this shit up? Literally, a few hours later, they called him back. His flight got canceled. They called him back and said, I'm so sorry. It was actually a false positive test. Mm -hmm. At this stage in the game, my said family member had already purchased brand new tickets. Had to uh, had to purchase a brand new hotel, and flight got delayed. I think a day and a half, so he had to stay at he had to quarantine at the airport. Mm-hmm. So obviously he was upset. She goes, "Oh, I could never go through that." So I got vaccinated today. So I said, "And this is the shit that I actually was talking about." Is the danger my opinion? The danger with this is. They're using, my opinion, they're using flight and travel restrictions as a scapegoat for you to go now and get tested because they, I mean, for you and go to get vaccinated because they know millions and millions of well, people they? will never give up their right if they have the, the, the privilege of having a passport. Who's they? To fly. Who's they? So then they will just get vaccinated. Who is they? 
millions of people who, who no, like no, no. You said they are using. Who is the they that are using this? In my opinion, the government and the powers that be. The government the does not. The, the government doesn't huh? have power over that form of transport. You said what? The government does not have power over air flight transportation. That is, that will always so be I, the private company's decision. So, I'm gonna chalk it up to. I'm gonna chalk it up to the. Uh, I'm gonna chalk it up to the the, the airlines. The airlines. But where where, um, where are the airlines receiving the airport? I can't hear you, Flo. Is you, huh? Flo was trying to say something. Receive, where still is the airlines my, my, receiving that pressure from? Bad, Flo. Flo, we can't you hear do. you. Oh, my fault. Make sure you're not. Where, yeah, okay. Yeah, my, where, where where are the airlines receiving this pressure from, though? They're not where are they receiving what? Randomly coming up with these guidelines to force. To try and enforce these types no, of the, travel the, bans. No, the on airlines their own. actually have. There was a study out about. I'm not a study. There was an article out three months ago talking about the airlines themselves uh, debating whether they wanted to do passports or not, whether they were going to do vaccination passports or not. They're not getting it from the government. That that is going to just like every other, just like Madison Square Garden. They're choosing whether they want to have a passport, cause a, a passport or not. I mean, y'all always go to the government, but it's it's much more complicated than that. It's not just. It's really, in my opinion, is really not. But it is. Yeah, on, you can look really at it on paper. You, you can money look at if you've been money. following Nobody's this from the beginning. Purposely fuck their money up, bro. If Companies you look that are at built on profit, aren't going to purposely deliberately fuck their money up. Exactly. Oh, so I, that's that why they sense? would go one way or the other because they don't want to fuck their profits up. It's not that's not the government telling them to do anything, bro. Like there's a separation no, when y'all when y'all no 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 hold X. up hold up when y'all conflate ahead, ahead, the two, ahead. y'all y'all create a story that doesn't exist. So and then y'all go down the line of this story that does not exist, and it seems like this grand scheme. But we we've been following this from the inception, bro. I've I've talked about these articles on air on this podcast. So it like when y'all say certain things like, oh, when the government does X, Y, and Z, and it's been clearly stated that that's not the government's jurisdiction, what am I to say to that? Like that tells right. me you're you're so you're creating I, a narrative. I'll give you a simple, a simpler, a simpler explanation. If I don't want nobody coming to my country without being vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And the only way for your airline to bring passengers to my said country is through these particular channels mm-hmm. with these particular things being done. At that point, as the airline owner or as the board or whoever the fuck is running it, mm-hmm. they have to make decisions as to how they want exactly, to get passengers but that's not the to that. That's not the government. That's the airline making that decision. So but you don't think that the government has an influence over that, the airline, bro? The, the government, okay. See, now you you're the talking, y'all, y'all talking about the airlines? A, a variety of different things. You're talking about international law. You're talking about airline business. And you're talking about national law. There's no national anything forcing these companies to make these decisions. The companies are looking at their bottom dollar and saying, Yo, this is going to be the best decision for us to make. They don't have to make that decision. In fact, there are companies that are doing the opposite. There's a whole charter school in Miami that is saying that if you got vaccinated, you can't work here. So do you see what I'm saying? This is a private company situation. It is a private, 
But what, what we're trying to explain is these, in terms of the vaccination passports in particular, to that particular conversation, none of this would have been relevant if countries would open back up traveling. Because the, the, the airlines is just a conduit for people to travel. Right. You can't go to certain countries if you're not vaccinated. But that's always this been the case. Fact. That isn't something new. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's not a new thing. But that's the problem. That's not the a problem, bro. Are they are reacting there to the are problem countries at hand. that are are vulnerable to certain diseases that we are not vulnerable to. So when you have a little measles in you and you go to Africa and and fuck up half the population, Africa says, "Wait a minute. We don't want y'all niggas coming here unless you've been vaccinated for polio or or measles or anything else." That's not like a a conspiracy. That is them looking out for their people. Like which the, is I, you have India no, fucking no blowing up right it. now. India is on fire. So, India is on fire. <laughs> India is on fire. You're right. India is on fire. So as a, as a government, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, well, you know what I mean? We blowing the fuck up. Shit is fucked up here. Nah, you, if, you not, if you might be carrying COVID to fuck things up even more, cool. I'm cool with that. That's not going to be a decision that a government is going to make. So, this is my only question because I feel like this will, uh, well, uh, specifically on this podcast, this will always be a heated discussion because there's some of us that feel like there's things being set in place so that you have to make a hard decision as a person who probably didn't even want to get vaccinated you're not getting vaccinated because you really fear for your life with COVID. You're fucking getting vaccinated because you want to fucking travel to France and take fucking photos for the gram. You want to get vaccinated because you want to travel all the fucking Europe by default because these countries are telling, um, the, the airlines are telling you in order for you to gain access to these countries, you got to get vaccinated. But that's not, all I got to do is get vaccinated. That's not 100% true though. Because a lot of places are still, if you have a COVID test within four days, Five days, whatever the case is, they're no, going to let you I in. I get you. Hence why we're going where we're going in a few days. And we're not even leaving the country. We're still within the United States. But what I'm saying is that there are airlines that are domestic that are that are trying to figure out whether or not they're going to uh, enforce. Yo, you, you might have to. You, no, you know, well, you let's, let's keep, be clear uh, about what the passport vaccinated. is. The passport just shows if you've been vaccinated or not. It doesn't deny you access. It just no, no, shows no. you. No, I, I think. I, I think what 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 one of the, the what distinguishes also trying to say is that a lot of people are getting vaccinated for just the convenience of saying that. That's it. I get that, but that's their decision. What, what like why are you faulting them for that? If that's the decision that they want to make, listen, people gonna make the decisions they want to make. I just don't I want it to not, get to a point where I can't live my life because I chose to not get a fucking vaccination. And that's that's, all that's really what the fuck say. I'm trying to say. And, and we're that's getting really what I'm to saying. that point little by we little. We are getting to that point, bro. I don't you can't think we that. are the because private companies or the government foundations, we don't know who's really doing it. The point is, all these things. It's, it's all on paper. Ultimate. Let's let's stop leaving it in gray areas. Like we can't look this stuff up. It's not. We don't know who is behind it. There are entity. There, there's the government puts out guidelines based off of what the CDC says. The states will decide whether they want to go by the guidelines or not. Which is why Atlanta and Florida have been open this entire time. There's no huge conspiracy beyond 
there are health organizations saying, yo, this is what we think. Now, if you want to say that maybe you don't necessarily think the health organizations are always 100% right, I can understand that. CDC been putting out all different types of stuff lately, and it's confusing. Cool. But this idea that this is some population control shit to move y'all this way or move y'all that There's way. There's things that's out there on that too, brother. There are, and there, a lot of that is false, bro. <laughs> that's what I'm saying know. to y'all. You're entitled to your opinion. We, you're entitled to your opinion. And I respect your opinion. opinion. But the, no, it's but not just my opinion because y'all been, been wrong on this before. shit every, four, of the, every step of the way, bro. So X, you're <laughs> telling me y'all been that wrong you don't on this believe population in population control. Shit. But they've done it to us black people for hundreds of years. I'm not saying that there hasn't been population First of all, under the guise of population control, I don't necessarily... You can talk about genocides, sure. Under this mass conspiracy that you find on YouTube, no, I don't believe that that's happening. Minus the YouTube aspect. But that's where everyone is getting this information Uh, from. They are. A lot of people go based on past historic events. An entire world war was fought I'm going trying to eliminate a fucking set of people, bro. Yes, a World dude who was committing genocide. Talk about this shit forever, bro. For sure. We talk about this shit forever, bro. It I, happened. Listen, we, we can't deny the fact that I'm these not saying happened. that it didn't happen. I, I'm the one who was mostly basing my opinion on historical facts, like half the time on the show. So y'all can't tell right. me like I'm right. I'm not someone who's looking at this from a clear perspective in terms of what happened historically. I'm not disagreeing with you. What I'm saying is that. At at this conjunction right now, I feel like, and I know you're not going to necessarily agree with what I'm saying. There's two facts. Mm-hmm. There's two separate facts, and people are going to go on whichever side of that fact, whichever one aligns with their beliefs. Sure, and they're entitled to do that. But what and they're not entitled to do is create narratives off of false facts. That's my only thing. A lot of times we're creating these narratives of unproven anything or a headline we seen that we didn't even look into the article to read what the headline said. We're going off of very surface level things when the actual details of, of what is happening is right there underneath the surface. That's all I'm saying. We can't go out and talk about these vaccine passports, this, that, and the third is, is forcing this, that, and then the government is doing it or this one is doing it when the details of it are there for us to see what is actually happening. I think I'm just saying you, you got to be careful with people who try. I'm pretty sure they told them Africans back in the day, y'all going on a boat ride. That's all I'm going to say. Listen, listen, all I'm saying is this. For me, as a son, hearing her was, for me, that was crazy dramatic and very irrational and very sporadic in a sense where it's like you don't you actually don't even believe what you actually just did mm-hmm. because you're doing it right this second based off based off of emotions because you feel like something is about to be taken away from you or maybe so, or maybe she didn't really stand that firmly on not getting vaccinated well that too i feel like in the end it was just to see what actually could happen. Now it w- and it wasn't even on her end. It was somebody else in the family. As soon as it happened, and it's the way she told me, and it was just like she didn't even look me in the eye when she told me. She was just like, yeah, you know, you know, I, I-, I didn't want to go through that. Put her head down. I was like, yeah, I got vaccinated yesterday. And I was just like, 
I didn't say anything. She's like, yeah, because I don't want to have no problems when I take these flights, when I start to go international again. I was like, okay, mom. So your main concern, your main concern is more so that people in society can be easily swayed to take something that maybe yes. they don't 100% agree with initially solely because that is the trend of what society is saying they need to do. Is that your main concern? Yeah, that that's my main concern and then another part of it is um I feel I feel like I've done a very good job cuz I used to be very heavy into a lot of uh doing a whole bunch of watching a whole bunch of DVDs on like things that happen in our government, politics, a lot of things that happen to uh, uh black people, slavery. I I I still I still have those. I'm not as uh boisterous about um you know my feelings on it just to kind of keep a a good contemporary on the show and for our listeners cuz I don't want nobody to you know hear certain things whether it's from my mouth on a podcast or even you know when I'm you know just freely talking on my live and they they get inspired and they do some shit and they themselves didn't read or do enough research or maybe I felt as though they didn't do enough research or ask enough questions and they do something drastic, and the last thing they say is, yeah, you know, because I was listening to Distinguish. I would hate that shit to be on my, because that shit would be on me for, for a minute. I would be like, damn, like, maybe they should have actually talked to me, too, so we could probably have a conversation instead of just hearing me talk about it. At the same time, there's just a lot of shit that I truly believe, whether I've seen this shit or not, that I feel like overall governments, and especially this government, is behind. And because of uh, people going, you know, off of feelings and emotions. They're just doing things just to say they did it, and I feel like that's dangerous. Sure, Listen, I, man. that can be yeah, dangerous. I, it's dangerous. I, I agree, and I, I I'm gonna just say this, and I, I'm gonna be done with it at that point. Go with what you feel. Go with what you think is right for you. At the end of the day, you're going to make a decision based on what you think is best for you, your family, and your health. If you feel like that's the best move for you and you've done the research and you've made the decision that that is the ultimate move that you want to make and you feel like that's best for you, then by all means, just don't, I just don't want it to get to a point where people are being alienated simply because we chose to make a sep- another decision. That's, that's, and I, I feel like we're getting to that point. I just, I just think that. some level of alienation happening. I think that. The one thing I need to, to say to that is it's not just about a decision. This is not just about do I want to wear purple hair or blue hair, and if you wear purple hair, you can't get into said place. This is literally a health crisis. Each one of us has been affected by. Each one, know, each one of us knows that is a reality. And so right. if there are businesses that understand that their business can put you and others health at risk and there's an alternative where nobody's health is at risk just like y'all said they're going to look at their bottom line and they're not going to be sitting there talking about all right you know what this might be alienating someone susan joe and mary because they don't want to listen to what we know to be the science at this point in time whether we want to debate if we believe the science, if they put microchips in niggas, whatever the case is, that's not the reality that any of us know. That is a reality that we fabricate to some extent because we don't 
us, a lot of us don't do research when it comes to certain things. And yes, if some of it is based off of what has happened in the past. I can't fault anybody for distrust of government. I never will. That That is a real thing. Nobody full-heartedly trusts that, the government now, any government. But when we're talking about the separations of power, when we're talking about people making informed decisions and businesses, we can't have it both ways. We can't say that businesses are going to look for their bottom dollar line and be like, and come to a certain decision and then also say, well, you know what I mean? They're alienating individuals. No, they're, they're going to look mm-hmm. at what it is they think is going to make sense. If a restaurant can say, oh shit, we'll never have to close down again if we say there's a vaccine only section or whatever the case is. And if you decide to come in not vaccinated, you get sick with COVID, da 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 da, da like it's not going to affect us. Or, oh shit, every time someone gets sick with COVID, we have to shut down for seven days. They're going to make a decision that, yo, we might want to do 50% vaccine only, or you have to do a COVID test before you get it. We know that airlines is one of the craziest ways that viruses get spread. So it doesn't, it's no shocker to me when an airline is suggesting that they would prefer their passengers to be vaccinated. That's all I'm saying. Like on a common sense level, we all see if we were in those positions and certain things were put on the table, y'all would make the same decision as some of these niggas. Y'all would. Y'all, y'all would have a Madison Square Garden. You would be like, yo, let's make a vaccine section. Yeah, that sounds like dope. That sounds dope. All these niggas can sit together, which means we got more people in a section, which means we make more money from that. And we can say we can do that in good faith because these people are vaccinated and show that they're vaccinated. So instead of putting 1,200 people in the seat, we can put 5,000 people in the seat. Niggas is going to make that decision. And if you want to not be vaccinated... Cool, you'll be over here and six feet apart, and you may not, and you gotta wear a mask. These niggas don't have to wear a mask, so they look like they're having a blast over there. Like, that's all I'm saying is is we can't look at it and go automatic conspiracy or automatic they're forcing people this when there are other things that are right in front of our face where we would make the same decision. We we wouldn't be hemming and hawing. Nigga, if you had a studio open right now, you would not be on some like Yo, everybody up in here, it's cool. No mask, no nothing. Y'all could y'all could chill, smoke, do whatever the fuck y'all want. If you had the option to be like, oh, yo, you can have 50 niggas in here if they show me they clean. We're not doing that. So I, that, that's my only thing. Yes, I don't 100% trust the government either. I don't. I don't. I don't just go with the flow when I make decisions. I could understand this thing, which I can understand you're frustration in the sense of maybe feeling like yo people flip-flop and over silly things over a vacation over going to a restaurant i can understand that because if you want to take in a broader society and if everybody did that in society then yeah that would be concerning but i'm just talking about the realities of right now so we could wrap up all right yeah yeah I respect it, bro. And um, and, and and just for the record, I definitely do appreciate, if I haven't already said it on this podcast, I definitely do appreciate the um, statistics and the articles that uh, you uh, literally, it's like you fucking breathe through them shits because you really do take the time to, to read them and to bring them to us, whether we take the full time to actually read them or not. Some of the times when I do see the articles, 
I could just tell by the headline if I really want to read it. Because even if I do read it, I, I may not necessarily agree with it. And then I try to refrain from being that radical with a K. Um, because, again, on, on what I said a few moments ago, I don't want the wrong person or the right person actually hearing it. And then they take it the wrong way. And then they do something willy-nilly. And then now we got to hear or we got to report, damn, one of our listeners, God forbid, one of our listeners did something or said something and now they're in deep shit or they're in deep trouble. And just because we're voicing it on a podcast don't mean our voice could also save them either. We're the ones that gave the information. So I definitely appreciate you taking the time to um, do your research on the articles. I mean, the only thing I'd say to that is the the way to be responsible about it is just to go by the facts. So we can we can debate, a, we can uh, opine all we want. And I think that that's fine as long as it's an, an opinion. But when we, again, yes, there's, I mean, it's well documented through history, uh, shadow things that happen that we don't know about. Um, so there is no form of cover for any government regarding that. Government is going to do what is in, what's in its best power or interest to keep power, rather. And you're going to have states doing what they feel are in their best interest. You're going to have politicians doing what they feel are in their best interest. You're going to have businesses and you're going to have people. And it is important to have people always skeptical because that's how some things get uncovered. So there, there's no uh, shutdown in that capacity. I'm not attempting to shut down any voice if that is being uh, taken as that in any way. Um, but I do think that there is a responsibility to speak on things from a factual perspective and not just from an old, uh, opinion or a feeling, oh, I feel like this is going down the wrong way, so I'm going to just stick to said opinion. Nah, look, the, the information is there. So, yeah, sometimes we don't like what we read. Sometimes... Johnson & Johnson was was getting blood clots. And I was like, oh, here we go. Niggas is going to go down a whole trail because five niggas out of 64 million got a blood clot. And you know niggas want to run with it. So it's like, I don't, I'm not always going to like every article that I read too regarding what's happening in the world. But the facts are the facts. I got to take whatever fact that comes with, with what it is. And it's the same, same thing. It's like, they're going to be positive things. They're going to be negative things. It is new. Everything is new. You know, we live in a different world. I just think we got to kind of just be responsible with, with what we are, are saying. And if we have a feeling about it, we could say that that's our personal feeling or our personal opinion. And if it's not factual, then we got to, again, uh, preface it as an opinion. But uh, what's the tough knot? The tough knot? Um, from I'm paraphrasing uh, the words from a great poet, the real from Brooklyn. And all I can say for a world this sick, get well soon. What would Dad say? Dad would say there are a lot of false prophets popping up especially in the realm of relationships and i think it is important that everybody be careful as to what we are championing and what we are saying is facts or that's right girl or yeah boy you need to do x y and z because these folks 
are leading y'all astray, okay? Y'all are going to walk off a motherfucking cliff <laughs> trying to take a shorty out on a date because you didn't seen a light-skinned Derek Jackson mm. running around talking about, yo, <laughs> you a broke-ass nigga if you don't spend 1500 to fly shorty out. You need to be different. You wonder why you don't get no pussy because you're not flying shorties out. Oh, you a broke-ass nigga if you don't uh, give her money on the first date. That's how you stand out. These niggas are going to lead y'all astray. Okay, Derek Jackson showed y'all. The light-skinned Derek Jackson is trying to pick up the mantle. Kevin Samuels is, is also on the flip side of it, doing it on the opposite side of things. This is what matters, all right, in this realm. Meet someone that you are compatible with, okay? Meet someone that you have a good vibe, good energy with. Meet someone that you're actually attracted to. Meet someone that you actually want to deal with beyond physical or beyond money or beyond any mm-hmm. of those other superficial things and build with that individual. And that is what is going to lead you into a nice, healthy, and happy relationship. All this other bullshit is pandering from both sides. You got niggas pandering to niggas. You got niggas pandering to women. And it's all to just make you feel like the mindset that you have that you yourself know deep down inside ain't ain't it. If most niggas in America are making $50,000, you think a nigga is, is flying you out on a whim, not even knowing if you like him or not? That ain't it. Like, that's not a reality. If you think a rich nigga is going to pick up a shorty from the projects and and fly her out and all of this, I'm sorry to burst your bubble. But this Cinderella story is very few and far in between. Okay, I'm talking about America to China, few and far in between. Like, there's a, a big gap. It's not happening that often. So, yeah, a lot of y'all have to do the inner work to find out what it is that you actually want, who it is that you actually want it from, and then go for it. And sometimes that means being alone for a very long time. And that's what Dad would say. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Dad Has Some Bowties. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you are following us, subscribing on all of our social media platforms, dadhasandbowties.com. If you're trying to get on the show, you're trying to give us uh, some insights or maybe some news that we need to talk about on the show, email us at dadhasandbowties at gmail.com. Make sure you're following our Instagram page, dadhasandbowties. Make sure you're also following that Facebook page, dadhasandbowties. Also, we're on Stitcher, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, uh, all of the uh, streaming platforms that you can find that has some bow ties on. We are on there. Thank you guys so much for tuning in religiously. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.